Hello and welcome to Conversations with the Universe podcast. It's channeled conversations on deep subjects that enhance our experience of life. I'm your host, Becca Grabinski. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome everybody. I have Stephanie Yeager here today on the podcast and she is a wellness and Ayurveda counselor. Stephanie, I am so excited to have you on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Awesome. So our listeners are so excited for this podcast because I think Ayurveda is out there and people kind of hear about it and they know little things about it, but it's very rare to run into somebody that is a expert like you are. So can you maybe tell us a little bit about how did you get into the Ayurveda? What prompted you there? And share with us your path. Yes. Well, I first learned about Ayurveda in my very first yoga teacher training that I had. Um, We had talked about it a little bit in that yoga training because Ayurveda is yoga's sister science. And so they go hand in hand, although a lot of yoga trainings don't specifically talk about Ayurveda. My teacher, my very first yoga teacher was, um, you know, into Ayurveda and studied it a little bit. So I heard about it then, which was probably back in... 2012 I'm not even sure (laughs) Um, and then I didn't really learn more about it until I went to my 500 hour yoga training which was up at Yoga North in Duluth Um, and my teachers there are very very passionate about Ayurveda so during that training I got a training from the Himalayan Institute and it was an Ayurvedic yoga specialist training. It was part of my 500-hour training. And so then we really started to dive deep into Ayurveda. And this was probably in 2016. And when I first heard about it, I thought, wow, this is super interesting. But um, I thought it was really confusing. It was a lot to take in. I wasn't quite sure about it. And then when I came out of that training, I really, really started to embrace it and I started to work with the principles of Ayurveda and it really helped me it helped me heal myself um, just from anxiety different things I was going through so then I kept studying and reading (laughs) and learning and practicing and implementing all the Ayurvedic principles that I was learning and then really decided that I wanted to dive even deeper Um, so I started doing consultations with people and teaching Um, I teach workshops on Ayurveda at a local yoga studio. And then last year decided I wanted to take it a step further. And now I'm in training to become an Ayurvedic health counselor, which is the next step, which I can really dive deep with people and help them heal themselves, but also prescribe more herbs for people to use and just really dig deep. So that's kind of my path. And I've, I've found the practice to be really healing for myself. And so my goal is to help others um, learn how to heal themselves, because I believe we all have the power to do that. That's so powerful. When I love to how you said, like, at the beginning, like you see it, and it feels overwhelming. And that's where it was for me, I was like, wow, this is so amazing. Like, I'm so glad that this is something that you're knowledgeable about. And there's so many people that want to know about this. Um, but you're right, it feels mm-hmm. kind of overwhelming. And not everybody's willing to like, dive deep like you are to try to figure it out. And so you're such an asset for the world. There's I I don't know anybody else um, that is as knowledgeable as you about it. And that's, that's huge. Oh, well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I'm still learning. I still 
um, am in training. I'm still practicing <laughs> and embracing all of the mm-hmm. principles, but um, I do feel like it's it's something that our society needs, and it's really putting the responsibility back on us that we have the power to heal ourselves and we don't need to always be running out to a doctor for a pill or a quick fix Mm -hmm. that if we really dig deep um you know and the other thing that I love about Ayurveda is it brings in the mind so we're not just treating the symptom of what's happening but we're really digging deep into like well we need to figure out why we're having certain you know thoughts why we're acting the way that we do um and so it really embraces the whole body the the mind the physical self the spirit which is what i love so it's so powerful um at the last event i had one of the speakers talked about how you know raise your hand if you think you need somebody to help you with your healing and the majority of the room raised their hand and she said mm-hmm. but what if you didn't need somebody else what if you actually have the capability to like you know, to tune into your liver and be like, what does my liver need today? What does my kidneys need today? And, and you could just see the light bulbs go off in the room. Like, oh my gosh, I'm capable of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So you really helping yeah. people find these superpowers that they don't even know they have. And I, when you look at nutrition, everybody has a different answer. People are out there confused. Mm-hmm. They're trying everything, right. Trying to figure out what fits for them. And you know, even just like going through and figuring out which dosha I was. Okay, so I'm going to just give you this is this the basic stuff that I know kind of about what you do. And just learning what specific foods were really good for me mm-hmm. changed my world. I mean, th- and that's like, you know, an ounce of, of what's out there and available. So can you share with the listeners just the basic principles of kind of what this is um, at a basic level so people can kind of get an understanding of like where to start? Yeah, so um, Ayurveda is a holistic science. It's based in nature, um, and it's thousands and thousands of years old, so it's not a trend. It's not, I mean, there's a lot of trends out there right now mm-hmm. about nutrition, um, and it, you know, it's just scientists saying, oh, you need to eat this and this and this, but um, Ayurveda is based in nature, so Um, the science would really say that we are made up of nature, we are part of nature, and it's specific to five different elements. So it's ether, air, fire, water, and earth, and that our bodies are made of these elements. Um, Our minds have part of these elements in them. And that really, um, we are born with a certain what they would say constitution. So this certain makeup of the elements, everyone has a different proportion. Some of us have more fire and, you know, kind of steamy water in us. Some of us have more of the earth element. Some of us have more air and ether and that really, um, at conception, you are given your constitution. Um, But then what happens is through life, we get out of balance. So we all are raised differently. We um, have different life stories. Our paths take us in different directions and that we get out of balance. So then what happens is we're not sticking to our true nature, what we're really meant to be. And so Ayurveda would use certain um, daily routines. We call that Dinacharya, where... Um, You do certain things during the day as far as self-care. You eat certain foods according to your dosha. And the dosha means, um, it actually means fault. (laughs) It's where we get out of balance. So, you know, some of us that have more um, fire and water in us, we call that pitta. 
then if we get really out of balance, things sometimes do not go well with us and we get a little overheated in the mind and overheated in the body. That's me. <laughs> so then we, yeah, we use daily, yeah, we use daily routines to kind of bring us back. We also use nutrition, we use herbs and we use yoga and meditation. So yoga and meditation are part of Ayurveda. It's not the only thing we would do, but, um, and so there's different doshas. There's three main doshas. Um, the first one is vata, and that would be people that have more air and ether in them. So very creative people, um, lots of ideas, very like the wind, I like to say, where they're just kind of floating. And, <laughs> um, and then pittas have a little more fire and kind of steamy water in them. And then kapha is the third dosha, which is more... Um, earth and water if you think of stability grounding um and so based on your dosha an ayurvedic counselor would make a specific plan for you um, to bring you back into balance so we would give you certain daily routines to do nutrition um we would work with yoga and meditation and it's really about um being the best version of yourself so bringing you back into your true nature and so another part of that is that really we find our best true self, our true nature, when our constitution, what we were giving at conception and where we are now, they kind of balance each other. They're equal. So that's really when we, we become our best, our best self. So, um, I mean, there's a lot to talk about regarding right. that, but that's kind of um, the basis so in Ayurveda, food is medicine. So we do a lot with nutrition and it's just based on each individual, which is another part of why I love Ayurveda. It's not a one size fits all. We, we certainly look at the person, what's going on in their life, you know, their constitution, where they're at, where they're imbalanced. And we work to strengthen that. I love that. So which um, dosha are you? I tend to be more pitta Um, and not to confuse people. Sometimes my physical, our physical constitution can be different than our mental constitution. So I have more pitta in me, but um, sometimes my, my mind is much more vata. I can get a little scattered when I'm out of balance. Um, And it's very common for, for some people to have two doshas. So you can be, um, you know, vata pitta, pitta kapha, um, it is rare, but sometimes you'll find someone who's actually tridoshic, <laughs> but that's a little bit more rare. Okay. And so what is your daily routine kind of look like being a pitta? Okay. Well, <laughs> um, being a pitta, well, um, it's a lot of grounding cause I have that vada in me as well. But normally it's getting up. Um, We do something called tongue scraping right in the morning. And so I do that in the morning. Um, I usually sit and meditate at least for five minutes. Just if it's not even meditation, it's just being still, being quiet. Um, So pittas are very driven, have a lot of motivation, but sometimes they can get into overdrive and they can go, go, go. I like to think of a type A personality. So it's good for pittas to slow down. So part of my morning routine is to sit, to be quiet, to breathe, to meditate. Um, Pittas do well with um, taking breaks during the day, with not being so overly charged and wanting to do, 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 do. (laughs) 
Um, so pittas need, need a little bit of quiet time. Um, pittas and vadas like to move. And so, you know, like sitting, doing slower practices, slower yoga practices for a pitta, we would have them maybe take a yoga posture and hold it and breathe 10 to 15 breaths just to get them to ground a little bit. Um, eating more cooling foods, cooling waters like coconut water, um, pittas will tend to like spicier foods, foods that will heat them up. Um, so they need a little bit more cooling. They need, you know, cilantro, zucchini, foods like limes that are much more cooling for the body and also the mind. Um, and then for exercise, you know, pittas like to go <laughs> they like to be when they're out of balance. They like to be a little more competitive. They like to do really driven forms of exercise. And so really good for pittas to be in nature, to walk, to be around water, if that's a possibility to swim. If you think about that fire water and that heat, um, cooling them off. So swimming, doing things that are more (laughs) non-competitive, as I laugh, (laughs) for a pitta. Um, But what happens with Ayurveda, one of the concepts we work with, too, is that like attracts like. So we tend to like the things that throw us out of balance. Um, And so what we need to do is we need to apply the opposite. (laughs) So if you think of a pitta who's got more fire, more steamy water, they like heat. So some of my clients who love to do hot yoga every day, well, that's, you know, pittas like that heat and so we get them to cool it off a little bit maybe just going to one (laughs) yoga class and trying some you know some things that aren't as heating for the mind and for the body so um, that's a major principle in Ayurveda is we want to work with applying the opposite so pittas like spice and they like heat so we're going to apply the opposite and give them cooling foods um, get them near water get them to slow down to breathe during the day um and then to do, you know, we do specific oiling for the body called ambianga, which is really good to calm the nervous system because pittas can get over anxious <laughs> when they're out of balance. And so using cooling oil like coconut or even sesame um, and massaging your body with the oil and sitting and meditating just to slow and calm the mind. So those are some things that I do during my day. Um to kind of balance that. Um, And it's not, you know, when we talk about being out of balance, it's not a bad thing. It's just, we want to, we want to be in balance. We want to be our best self. And so um, all of these elements are good. There's not a bad dosha. It's not good or bad. (laughs) Um, It doesn't, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. (laughs) I love that. So it's almost like it. So for the listeners, it's like looking at, okay, if I were a pit up, which I actually am. So this is actually super cool and interesting. I go into the sauna every day after my workout and I lift the heaviest weights. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's funny because I remember when I started yoga, maybe six or seven years ago and how like literally the first 20 minutes are like painful, right? Because I'm like, oh my gosh, I really have to sit through this. This is so slow. But when I get to the (laughs) end, it's like, ah, like I feel recharged. I feel amazing. And it's funny the difference, but maybe it's like, I mean, don't you think it's like noticing, okay, I'm feeling out of balance. I need to kind of evaluate or is it even, I'm in balance right now, but I need to be aware of what brings me in and out of balance or both. 
Yes, both. Absolutely. Yeah. Because there are days where we might feel where we're more in balance, but it's noticing and having awareness of what um, brings us out of balance and then applying the opposite to get us back into balance. So for an example, say someone who's got a lot of vada in them, um, you know, vadas are very creative. They like movement, but sometimes they are living in their head. And so for a Vata person, we need to get them to ground. And so think about grounding yoga, slow yoga, being in nature, you know, putting your feet on the earth um, to ground. But then also Vata's, because it's the dosha of movement, they tend to like, you know, it's, there's a lot of air in Vata. They tend to like airier foods, like they eat a lot of raw foods, um, a lot of crackers, things that are light. And so just knowing, noticing like, oh, I'm, you know, if I'm, if I'm moving all the time, I'm feeling scattered, I'm feeling out of balance, what can bring me back into balance? Well, I need to eat warm, nourishing, cooked foods with oil. Mm. (laughs) Um, We use ghee a lot in Ayurveda just to, um, you know, nourish the system because vadas tend to get dried out. Um, And so it's really just having awareness about I really like these things, but sometimes after I eat, my digestion doesn't feel well. So what's happening there? We work a lot with digestion and like how we digest food, um, what we take in with our five senses. So what are we, you know, what are we seeing daily? What are we hearing? What are we putting in our mouth? Um, Is that good for us? And sometimes it's hard. Like I certainly like certain things that throw me out of balance. (laughs) And so that's been my practice for the last couple of years is just having a lot of awareness about, okay, if I eat this or I do this activity, um, I'm not feeling my best. I'm not feeling the greatest. I need to bring myself back into balance. And once you start to know your body and know your digestion, um, know what your mind is going to do, then it's much, it's much easier to heal ourselves. So let's go back to just the Pitta, for example. So do you think it's obviously everybody's different, but is it good for pittas to avoid spicier foods and heat? Yes. That's yep. If they're feeling out of balance. So it's, you know, if you're really um, feeling overheated in the mind and in the body, then definitely, um, you know, you're wanting to back off doing things that are causing you to, um, to feel heated. And so, like I said, competitive activities, um, heated <laughs> saunas and yoga. I'm not saying that directly. You, <laughs> you can. But, um, <laughs> you know, even in, in career, they can get too overdriven mm-hmm. um, and they burn themselves mm-hmm. out. Um, you know, pittas will be the ones that are going to take Vada's ideas and they're going to go with them. Vada's going to give them all these creative ideas and pittas are going to be like, whoa, I'm going to take that to the ninth degree, which is good. We need all of these doshas in the world. We need Pitta, Vada, and Kapha for our world to run. But when you get out of balance, you're just burning yourself out. And so cooling foods, you know, water, if you can. I know it's Minnesota. We can't go swimming outside. Well, we could. <laughs> just want to be comfortable. <laughs> but, you know, being around that water element, cooling um you know, coconut is cooling, and then just trying to do, you know, activities that are grounding you and not, not superly or overly competitive, I should say, superly is not a word, overly competitive. (laughs) So do you find like being a Pitta that you get cold easily or don't like to be cold or avoid being cold? 
Yes. Interesting. And that is a, yep, that's a characteristic. And it's also a little bit of a Vada. Vadas tend to get cold um, really quickly, especially hands and feet. Okay. Um, and I, you know, I personally am not a fan of the cold. <laughs> if I could move out of Minnesota, I would. Um, and I probably could if I really wanted to, but um, we, you know, love our family mm-hmm. here. So yes. <laughs> we're here. And I, I, over the years have really tried to embrace winter. I was not a fan of it for many years. And then I got a dog. So my dog needs to be outside in the winter. And so I've really tried to embrace being outside when it's cold um to kind of bring that heating element down because I you know I do enjoy being in the sun Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's and it's not bad it's not bad unless it's throwing you completely out of balance so there's no really like oh this is bad you shouldn't do this this isn't good it's just well is this throwing you out of balance right so So how about anything else you want to add for the vada like as far as how to know that's who you are, what they need. Yeah, I mean, I would, like I said, Vadas live in their head. They're very creative. They tend to have a thinner body frame, um, little less, you know, tissue on their bodies, their joints. They get really cold and they get dried out. So that Vadas might deal more with arthritis or cracking of the joints. Um, They tend to like things that contribute you know if they're out of balance they like to eat more dry foods and raw foods um in ayurveda we really focus on cooking our foods so you're eating you know vegetables that are cooked in oil and ghee and so vada's really um if they're feeling like they they get constipated a little more we do talk about um constipation a lot in ayurveda um you know, then they want to cook their foods. They want to eat foods that are well-oiled and they want to work on grounding. So even guided meditation is really great for Avada because it's hard for them to sit and meditate because their mind is just constantly moving. Um, So slower yoga. So focusing again on, you know, taking a tree pose and holding it for 20 breaths. Um, you know, taking a warrior posture and holding it for 20 breaths. So it's really connecting breath and getting them to be more in their body. So um, vadas and pittas can disconnect from their bodies a little bit. So their minds, especially a pitta, the mind is going to kind of outrun their body. (laughs) If that makes Mm -hmm. sense, like their minds are going to say, oh, I can push through this. I can push through this. You know, my knees have been hurting for days, but I can still do this. And so their mind will kind of burn out their body a little bit. Mm, That's interesting. So how about Kasha? So Kaphas have much. Yep. Kapha has, it's spelled K-A-P-H-A. So it's, but it's, yeah, Kapha. Um, Kaphas have much more earth and water in them. So they tend to be, have much more, you know, tissue on them body tissue um, muscle and kaphas are like the loveliest nurturing people they're going to be the ones that will show up at your house with a casserole if something's going Mm. wrong (laughs) Um, they're very loyal they're very passionate Um, but when kaphas get out of balance they can be very sedentary if you think of earth and water you think about stability and so they have a lot of stability but when kaphas get out of balance um, they tend to put on weight easily. Like I'll have clients say, Stephanie, I'm eating the same foods, but I just keep gaining weight and I don't know why. 
Um, it's just because when they go out of balance that they can, you know, they, they tend to be a little bit more, I'm going to sit on the couch, I'm going to go inward. So they take things and they internalize them a lot. And so for kaffas, you're going to want them, especially in winter here in Minnesota, that's a hard time for kaffas because <laughs> we all want to sit on the couch right. and like hunker down mm-hmm. when it's so cold. Um, and kaffas will do that, but then they'll start to feel really lethargic and they'll gain weight and then they're not feeling good about themselves. Um, so they really need movement. So we're going to apply the opposite. So you're gonna, you might tell a kaffa person to go try some hot yoga. <laughs> And, and, you know, maybe do some vinyasa flow to get them to move a little bit more. Um, you're you're going to have them eat more foods like, you know, cooked vegetables. Kaffas will tend towards sweet foods. And so we're going to balance that out. We use the six tastes in Ayurveda. So if you think about sweet, sour, salty, which we're mainly all used to eating in our diet, we're going to give them some astringent, some bitter, and some pungent foods and spices to use. Um, we want to give them a little bit of heat because <laughs> they all have all that earth stability into them. So we're going to tell kaffas to do a little bit more movement, whether it's walking, even after they eat, you know, walk a hundred steps to get your digestion to go because it's sluggish. Um, we're going to give them yoga that's a little bit more moving, um, give them foods that aren't as sweet and heavy because they will tend towards foods that are really going to weigh them down and be heavier to digest. So applying the opposite, um, you know, vegetables, beans, whole grains, legumes that are cooked. Um, Trying to think of what else. They should really just hang out with a pitta, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah, make pitta. (laughs) Do what they do. (laughs) And write the pitta with the kappa, do what they do. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I think in that, again, is it's not bad or good. We want to get everyone back into balance. Um, Kaffas will tend to, to get sick easier because um, they have more like water element in them and more earth. And so, you know, they'll, they'll get really mucusy and they tend to get colds a lot more and just more um, issues up into the lungs. Okay. <laughs> so... Yeah. Awesome. So let's dive in a little bit into the herbs. So how, how does that work with this whole um, Ayurveda? Yeah, so Ayurveda will use natural herbs that, um, you know, will help bring you back into balance. And so I'm familiar with some of the herbs. I'm just getting into the herb section of my training. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm still really learning about using herbs. There's certain herbs that you will take for digestion. And these are plant-based herbs. And so they're very natural. They're not an over-the-counter thing that you can buy. <laughs> Um, you know, we usually get the herbs from, I get them from where I'm training at Hale Pule, um, yoga and Ayurveda. Um, but we would, herbs are specific to what's happening for your digestion. So we talk about, um, in Ayurveda, we talk about how we are digesting food, but also how we're digesting our life. So how are you taking in your life using your five senses and then how we're digesting that through the body. So if someone is, you know, constipated is having a lot of dryness, you're going to give them herbs to help get the digestive tract strong again. 
Um, things like an herb called triphala I'm familiar with. There's a lot of herbs that are hard for me to pronounce because mm-hmm. they're in- <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're really long, and I have to I have to say them to myself like ten times. <laughs> um, and so you know the herbs are based individually based on what's happening, what your dosha is, and where you're out of balance. And they're used to strengthen your digestive system. So we want that. We call it Agni. It's this internal fire. And we want it to keep burning and we want it to be strong. Um, and so the herbs that would get prescribed to, to someone are based on what's happening to them in that specific moment. So, and that's coming up in my training. So I'm really excited to learn I more. love that. Um, yeah. So yeah. let's, so I oh, go ahead. Take, no, go ahead. I was going to say, can we talk a little bit about life? Like, I think that's something that's very not talked about right in society. And I know that you and I do a lot of that, but can you go deeper into Mm -hmm. what that means, what that looks like, maybe even like a specific circumstance in your life or one of your clients of how their life and what happens versus how to digest life and to see that and how that changes your body? Yes, absolutely. So part of um, when someone comes in for an Ayurvedic consultation, Um, we don't just want to work on what's the symptom, what's the physical symptom they're feeling, because they might come in and say, oh, I'm constipated, or oh, I'm having, I think I have thyroid issues, or I'm gaining weight easily. So during a consultation, we are going to get really deep (laughs) with someone about what's happening in their life. So what relationships are they in? Um, We ask a lot of questions about family. We ask a lot of questions about their job. Are they happy at their job? How much are they working each week? Um, What are their daily routines? So what do you do in the morning? What do you do in the evening? Um, So we do a very complex overall. (laughs) Um, It's not just physical. It's like, you know, how do you handle fear? How do you handle anger? What do you do for fun? All those different questions that are really going to get us to know the person better. Um, So when I talk about how someone's not digesting their life, um, it really comes down to people saying, I'm not happy, I'm stressed, I don't like my job. Um, You know, I've had a couple clients come in and say, um, I'm working 80 hours a week, I come home, I take my kids to hockey or whatever it is, I get home at nine o'clock at night, like I eat dinner, I go to bed, and I do it again. <laughs> and so and that's not everyone. But um, so you know, for that person, they're just really like, I'm overwhelmed, I'm stressed, I'm anxious. Um, I meet a lot of people taking medication for they're not sleeping at night. And so for them, there's, you know, and then they're having physical symptoms that are manifesting out of just not really feeling like they're connecting with themselves, or they're not happy. So we would do some things in Ayurveda to bring them back into balance. And it's, you know, it's, it's challenging because to make a change like that can be really hard for people. Um, Okay. So you're feeling overworked, you're feeling overstressed. How can we bring you back into balance? And some people have to let something go Mm -hmm. (laughs) or this is not serving me anymore. So I am not going to do it. I'm not going to drive my kids around every single evening because it's stressing me out or we're not going to be going here all the time. And so it's really about making small changes with someone. I'm not going to go in and tell them, okay, well, you need to quit your job and (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, everything is cold turkey, but you're going to work small with them and say, okay, what are some changes can you do? You're not sleeping well. Can we work on an evening routine Mm -hmm. that can help you sleep? Can you turn your phone off at eight o'clock? You know, can you do a little guided meditation in the evening? Can you um, take some time during the day to stop and breathe? So we're going to give them and implement small changes with them at first. But when we really talk about digesting life, we talk about, um, you know, why are you choosing to do the things that you're doing that might be throwing you out of balance and getting to the root cause of that. Um, So for some people, it's maybe dropping something in their life that is not serving them, maybe relationships, maybe it's um, an activity, maybe it's all the go, 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 (laughs) and letting something go with that. Um, You know, the work-life balance gets a little more challenging for some. They're just not going to quit their job, but maybe it's more about can you scale back? Can you take time during the day to stop and pause and breathe Mm -hmm. and slow down? Um, Can we add some meditation in there to help you ground? Can we add some um, activities that are fun for you? Um, So it's really, and all that contributes to health. And so um, Ayurveda is very different from what I call our Western (laughs) world, where we might go into a doctor and they'll say, oh, well, okay, you're not sleeping, take this pill. But really the root cause of it is someone's not sleeping because they're not happy with their life or they're stressed or their mind is, you know, constantly moving because they have a hundred ideas going on. So we really need to look at that, look at how they are um, taking in their life. And so that's a big part of Ayurveda. It brings the mind. And again, it's working on this full person, the full being. Mm, That's incredible. Did that answer? Yeah. So good. So I (laughs) want to go a little bit deeper. How does intuition fit into this? Oh, gosh. Well, it's a big part of it because I feel like when we're not listening to intuition, that throws us out of balance. Right, right. <laughs> but I feel like that that is a skill. To, I mean, it's it's something like I've learned because when I don't listen to my intuition, then I get off on the wrong path. But then I get brought back right. <laughs> eventually. But um, it's like going against your true nature. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like we have that deep down understanding of like, eh, this isn't really feeling good, but I'm doing this anyway because my friends are doing it or I'm keeping up with the Joneses or I feel like I have to do this. Mm -hmm. And you talk a lot about, you know, about that. Um, And even, you know, deep down, we're not listening to that intuition of, do I really need to be doing this? Am I happy? Um, How can I make my life better? (laughs) How can I feel better? Um, Because we all deserve to feel good. And I I truly believe that. And my my Ayurveda teacher says that all the time. Like, we deserve to feel well in our bodies. And we we deserve to feel well in our Mm -hmm. mind. And And listening to intuition is part of that. Because that when we're not guided by that, then we get off um, on on a wrong path. And then that throws us out of balance. Absolutely. And I think what's so important for the listeners and the entire world to know is that there's always another level. Like, you're best feeling that you've ever experienced as of right now there's another level like that's not it and if we Mm -hmm. can embrace that and know like hey this is my best feeling that I can get you right now or that I've experienced so far in my life it's almost this question of like how can it get better than this not that we're constantly striving to necessarily always feel better but knowing that 
where you're at right now may be in the future one of your lowest feelings because there's so much more for us to experience in all areas, which I think the Ayurveda principles really pull together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, great. So anything, any tips that you want to leave the listeners with um, just as far as any of the things that we talked about? Hmm. I think just, I mean, listen, yeah, follow your intuition, listen to your body. And that is like the biggest tip that, you know, we can teach people is if you're feeling discomfort, if you're feeling not well, if you're feeling, you know, sometimes we're just not listening to these little subtle cues we Mm -hmm. get, like our body talks to us. Right. (laughs) And it's like, I, you know, like little things happen and then sometimes we ignore it and then it gets bigger Mm -hmm. and bigger and -hmm. bigger. So it's listening to those subtle cues about, oh, I ate that and I I don't feel well now. I feel tired or my stomach feels icky and then just having awareness around that. So developing this internal awareness um, about how you're taking in, you know, not just food, but what you're experiencing in your life, have awareness around it, journal around it. I know, I mean, we, you and I journal a lot. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, Cause yeah, we're all flawed individuals. We're not perfect. And it's, it's a path of learning, but just have awareness around, um, you know, what, what you're taking in, how does that feel? Um, listen to your body, make changes as you see fit. If, if you're not digesting something well, don't eat it or, um, you know, don't do the activity that's not making you feel well. And I know that's hard to do sometimes, but um, always remember that I think we have the power to heal ourselves. Like it's our responsibility. We know our bodies better than anybody. Um, and so take those internal cues and just, and run with it, journal around it, um, get a consultation, <laughs> Yes. Um, practice some yoga, meditation, all those things that really about self-care. And it's not just about, um, you know, taking a hot bubble bath at night. It's, it's much deeper than that. Right. Being aware, noticing. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with a girlfriend um, a couple of years ago. We were in Ecuador and she was saying how Like the way that she started, which I thought was really interesting is she noticed like, oh, my body's telling me I need to go to the bathroom. Thank you, body, for communicating me. Oh, my body says I'm tired. I'm going to go to sleep. Thank you for like almost the basic things of noticing and then not waiting to go to bathroom or waiting to go to sleep or waiting to eat, but like honoring what the body's asking for. And I Mm -hmm. thought it's such a... Mm -hmm elementary principle but something that's so powerful um to of just this honoring and listening and noticing mm-hmm. yeah and connecting I, I feel like there's a lot of disconnection right now um and I've gone through that you know disconnected from my physical body mm-hmm. and just was like ignoring a lot of things going on and um or people saying, well, when this happens, then I'll start taking care of myself. Right. <laughs> or, you know, when this happens, but then what happens is, you know, we get in this place of discomfort and dis-ease. And then that's how we get sick. We don't listen to those little cues that are telling us to slow down. Um, and and it's, a lear- it's a learning process. Trust me, I'm not telling, you know, people that tomorrow they're going to wake up and 
um, we're going to make all these big changes. And in Ayurveda, we start small. And that's how I learned. It's I made a change with my sleeping schedule. I decided I was going to go to bed earlier and wake up earlier. And that was amazing. <laughs> and that took me like a year of practicing. So it's not just we can make these shifts overnight, but it, it's a practice. I love that. Well, awesome. Well, thank you, Stephanie, so much for all your amazing uh, education today. The best place to find you is the life yoga and wellness.com. And there will be a link in the comments. Um, and then Stephanie Yeager on Facebook. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, you're today. welcome. Yeah. Thank you. I love to talk about Ayurveda. So this was great. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today in deep conversation and transformation. Be sure to subscribe and share. For more incredible support, go to my website at www.beccagrabinski.com. You can also follow me on Facebook and on Instagram.